Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. everybody. It's Amy and Fran on the Healthy AF Podcast. Thanks for being here with us this morning. Hey, Amy. Hello, Fran. How are things down in Wilmington? They are fantastic, as usual. Started my day off with um, a lot of good habits, actually, that I've just created for myself. And so Uh my head is out of my fanny. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, that is an awesome intro to what we're going to talk about today. Habits are so powerful. I mean, it can be, whether they're good habits or bad habits, one leads us in one direction and the other leads us in the other direction. Sometimes we don't even think about our habits. Um, Obviously, as health coaches, we work with people often to recognize their habits and align their daily habits with their goals. Mm, True. Um, You know, it's funny because I think of habits. um, So just spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear today. Um, I've read mine a couple of years ago. Fran is jumping into hers and we have so much to say it could take like 14 hours of podcasting. So put your seatbelt in, drive to Idaho and get ready. Um, But the thing about habits is that um, they seem like mysterious and un, um, unattainable when you're like, oh, God, I really want to be one of those people who makes my bed every day, goes to the gym every day, do, does this every day. And it's challenging sometimes to actually put that into practice. But there really is like some good data, some hard science, and some step-by-step things you can do. I prefer to work with a coach on it. Like, honestly, I was looking through this book, Fran, and I was like, gosh, if everybody would just follow this book, I would not have a job. Oh, I know. Right? I know. And then I was thinking, the- then I was thinking to myself, but I know me and for my brain, I, d- I actually do better with a coach. That's just one of the things I've sucked up and stopped calling it a weakness and started calling it like, hey, Amy, you know you and you work better when you're working with a coach. So just give it up trying to be different and just do you. But yeah, this is like the path, right? Well, I, right. I mean, I think one of the, one of the things that happens is, you know, we, we can try a new habit, we can form a new habit and we do it for three or four weeks and then we don't see the results we want. And then we're like, well, you know, then we just, it's so easy to go back to what we were doing before that got us where we wanted to get out of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, a coach can really help you, um, you know, not only stick to your goals, but even tweak them. So they're, they're not, I mean, I think part of the problem is part of what this book talks about is that there's, we set the wrong goals or we set the goals too big or, you know, it's just, um, or we make it, we make it too easy to fall back. Mm -hmm. 
on a, you know, we talked a lot about it. Yeah. of good juju. Oh my God, so much good information in it. So it was funny uh, to all of you who are listening, Fran and I were like, uh, what are we going to talk about today? We don't have a guest. It's just the two of us. What do we usually get asked? What would help through the holidays? Um, what would help post-holiday? When are we going to post this podcast? You know, we're having all kinds of conversation and we decided let's let's do an atomic habits combo. We'll read a few chapters and discuss. And after like the first couple of pages of reviewing my notes and underlined stuff in these pages, I was like, wow, there's no way in hell we can do a couple chapters because it's it would be like turning on a fire hose. And no one would benefit from the two of us trying to cram in three uh chapters of gold into a 45 minute to an hour podcast. So uh, before we started the podcast, we were just discussing like, okay, well, how are we going to roll? I kind of think that we just go page by page and pull out those things we've underlined and see where that takes us. Yeah. So, so you actually are a little more organized with me and you have your sticky notes with your, (laughs) I just have underlines and exclamation points all over my book. So why don't you pull from that first chapter, pull out something that really spoke to you. Okay. The chapter or the introduction, (laughs) which, (laughs) which, okay. So I'm going to start, um, I'm going to pass by like four squiggly lines. Um, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pass by anything because it really, I mean, it's gold from the moment it starts. So the first squiggly line I have with the post-it note is on page six, top of page six. And it's under the chapter that starts on, um, it's the introduction on page five. And what he's talking about is going to college as a college athlete. And he's like the, um, on, on the like last, last freshman on the team, right? He, he gets on the team. He's he's on the reserve squad. He's had an injury through high school. He never thought he would play football or uh, baseball again. And he starts talking about, Um, He says, uh, I wasn't going to be starting on the baseball team anytime soon, so I focused on getting my life in order. While my peers stayed up late and played video games, I built good sleep habits and went to bed early each night. In the messy world of a college dorm, I made a point to keep my room neat and tidy. These improvements were minor but they gave me a sense of control over my life. Mm-hmm. So I totally underlined, gave me a sense of control over my life. And my sticky note says making the bed every day. Mm. Like making the bed every day was not a thing when I was growing up. It was a thing that my mother wished I would do, but I wasn't doing that. Um, but as an adult, I'll tell you, you know, since this, um, Achilles tearing. I've been in my boot. You know what a pain in the butt making your bed is when you're on one foot and a rolly chair. Today was the first day I made my bed in six weeks <laughs> and it felt so good. It was like, I'm back in life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, and so right, it just starts your day on the sense of like, okay, things are in control. Things are neat. Things are where they're supposed to be. Right. And like, hey, I'm done with sleeping. I'm done with bed, right? We're going to pull the covers up, done with bed, and I'm going to get on with my day. 
I mean, it's, it's, so it's like the, the practical message, but also the kind of subliminal message, yes. like, okay, no more sleeping. I am here. I'm focused. Let's go. Yeah, let's try and rock and roll. And then he, the net, the very next sentence that he puts in is I started to feel confident again. Mm-hmm. What, you know, and, and I really had that experience for myself today um, with the, like, I did it. I did it. I fit it in right. my, you know, cause I woke up at about five 30. I had to leave the house at six 30. And, um, again, on a scooter chair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting the cat fed, getting the teeth brushed, the coffee made, reading my daily devotionals, getting dressed, brushing my teeth. Um, which are all habits. Like the, it's not only making you bed, but those are all, <laughs> all habits you have created because they, fit who you want to be, right? So, and that's a lot of what he talks about is um, have a vision of who you want to be. And what and what elicits that? Like you might have to try a couple things. Like maybe um, meditations for you first thing in the morning are not your jam because your brain isn't turned on yet. You're a night owl. Now right. maybe you try it in the morning and you're like, wow, I have some spiritual awakenings in the evenings that I don't have when I read my meditations in the morning, but you got to go through trying something yeah. to get there. So like, I know tried and true when I make my bed, it's like this big girl pulls up them panties and is like, we're rolling. You don't mm-hmm. need to move out the way. Amy Chang is coming to the town. Right. <laughs> On a scooter. Right. <laughs> well, so, and, you know, I think what, what makes a habit sustainable is that you make it as easy as possible, right? But what happened with you when you blew out your Achilles and you're on your rolly chair, it's like the friction that was oh, created wow. between what you, you know, I mean, it was just, it was like almost insurmountable. I mean, it sounds like it, it wasn't. Has been it, just wasn't worth, it wasn't worth the energy. Yeah, no. Right? Like at that point with your leg, you had higher priorities. Making your bed was not worth the energy. And that is actually my next squiggly line. On the bottom of page six, uh, actually, there's no squiggle line, but it's there's a post-it note that says "my back," and it says we all face challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know it's funny because sometimes you have that pattern or that habit of I make my bed, and you don't even really realize the impact of that subconscious, like how it makes you feel or how it sets your day off on the right foot or left, depending on which one is broken. And, <laughs> and uh, then something happens. There's a challenge right. in place. And it could be anything right. from small. Like I remember I did one uh, Facebook post on like when the weather turned cold and I was coaching a class in a cold gym in the morning, I didn't want to work out after that because I was freezing. I wanted to get my butt home. So like it could right. be anything is like a seasonal change to like an injury to like a death in the family, divorce, mm-hmm. a job change, a move. Yes. All of those things. So you could be rolling along doing, you know, doing well, um, having good habits in place and, and they get derailed. Yeah. But I think what's fascinating about, about your habit of making the bed is that it felt so good to get back to it. Like it was such a powerful message to yourself, you know, that I'm back and I'm getting, you know, like I'm slowly getting back to where I am competent and I'm able to do the things I was able to do before. Yeah, girl, when I got that last throw pillow on there, I was like, I'm a bad ass. Like watch out world. Right. 
Yeah. That, that throw pillow is on. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've had my, my share of injuries that were debilitating and, um, there is, I mean, just taking a shower, you know, just like these things that you take for granted every day that when you aren't able to do them, they really, it's not only that I was dirty and stinky, but it like threw off my entire sense of self and, Mm. and worthiness and like all of these capability. um, yeah. It throws off your sense of capability and your confidence tanks. And and, and this is, uh, I think, what we're getting to, because I, I know I saw this. It's on like page nine or something. It might be in the very first. But anyway, on, on number seven, page seven, he talks about small wins and tiny breakthroughs. And so my mm-hmm. note beside that is actions. Actions. Yes. Right. And so this book takes us firmly into, hey, the thinking about it is awesome. Yes. And nothing happens in there. (laughs) Right. But but it's also important, right? Like it is oftentimes kind of important to think through and to be very planful, um, you know, and be open to changing those plans. Yeah, totally. Right? Totally. So that's like the legwork before you start. You haven't yes. done your leg work. You stuck there. Your actions are going to be stinky. But. Right. But what you're saying is that you can get stuck there. You can get stuck in like, oh, you know, I'm gathering all the information about all the different gyms and all the different classes yeah. and, um, you know, or gosh, all the different diets. That's what I was going to say. Like, oh my God, you want to get overwhelmed and stuck for four months? Start thinking right. about all the different ways you can eat. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh. And, uh, right. And actually even what we were talking about before supplements, like what, you know, I mean, anyway, we don't, there's tons of ways you can get stuck because there's so much information out there. And if you believe that you have to make the best first choice, you're not going to move. No, you, you, you really are not going to move and it's going to stink and it's going to be awful and you're going to hate it. So, so then, um, the other thing that's I think important in this is it says small wins, and tiny breakthroughs, small and tiny. So like mm-hmm. let that baby can, steps. Yes. Can we have a moment of silence for small <laughs> and tiny? Yes. yes. Come on. There's so much power in small and tiny. Right. Yes. Right. Like, so you don't recognize how making your bed can lead to you being an accomplished health coach with a thriving practice. Yeah. But it does. I mean, it is just, it is just those repeated habits where you feel like you are, um, you know, you're in control, you're making good choices. You are creating an environment where you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to take the next step. Let's go give you energy. Oh yeah. Um, you can really accomplish so much more when you take the time to recognize. And that was sort of the, the next one I wanted to jump to uh, is the last, almost the last page of the introduction. Um, number page nine, it says the backbone of this book is my four step model of habits. Cue craving response and reward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't work in behavioral change or doesn't think about that, like that is my job. <laughs> that, yes. that is Fran's job. That is why we have a career. That's why this whole profession exists. And the, and the, 
and the, the place that I see is lacking where coaches really help is nobody takes the time to identify any of those. No. Nobody takes the time. And so then you're stuck in an automatic habit or you're stuck in the automatic habit of skipping over the habit that you so desperately want to put into place. And you've been beating yourself up about because, you you know, you've been trying for, you know, four months to get into the gym and everything always pops up and you can't get it done and you're irritated with yourself. Well, it's, it's just sort of a simple formula. You got to slow down and take the time to notice some stuff and be intentional about some stuff. Like... Absolutely. Me noticing I felt better when I made my bed. It'd be real easy for me to just make my bed, zip off to that meeting and never stop and go like, huh, fun fact. When I make my bed, I'm more, um, uh, more productive that day. Mm -hmm. I'm clearer. I'm not snapping people's heads off. I feel more capable Yep. Yeah, but you got to take time to think about that. Well, right. And, and tune into yourself. Um, and it is, so it's also the recognizing the cues that even before the actions, (laughs) right. And so, um, if I, I mean, I can use, I've been doing sober October. Uh Um, and so it has been really interesting to me to think about, okay, when I crave, a drink when I crave a beer. So that's the cue, right? Like, so the cue is like, Ooh, when my thought is like, Oh, a beer would taste so good right now. Um, you asked me that the other day. You huh? asked me that the other day when I said like, yeah, I've, I've found that I've wanted either a glass of wine or a margarita. Yeah. Yes, the first like, words out of your mouth were like, <laughs> when have you noticed that you want that? <laughs> Yeah, because I find it so fascinating because it's so like my husband's doing it too, and we have our cues are completely different. Oh, wow. So it's just been, it's been really interesting. Will you take just a moment and tell us about that? Yeah. So my, um, I, I found that I, so there's, there's times when I just, it's the end of the day and it's a beautiful day out. And, you know, it's usually like Friday afternoon. Um, and I've had, you know, like, I feel like, okay, my work week is done. Um, it's pretty, it's like, you know, six o'clock and I'm like, God, a beer would taste so good Mm. right now. And so, um, and you know, every other year of my life, every other October of my life, I'd go grab a beer. You know, and it would just be, and it would, I enjoy it and that would be it. And so when you can't do that, you choose not to do that. It's like, okay, well, what am I, what would that beer do for me? Like, what, mm-hmm. so just really get curious about what I'm looking to do with that beer. Um, and, and, you know, which, why, why I'm looking to get out of this, this state, or is it just like a, a connection? Like, okay, th- this is my reward for a hard week. So just really thinking through what that beer means to me. Have you, have you, have you decided that, that cue, have you really uh, dug into what that cue is for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the buzz. I like, Mm -hmm. like the disconnection. I like the kind of, you know, where the, I can just kind of think I'm not, I, you know, I'm less anxious. I I'm less, um, yeah, I can kind of let the cares of the week slide away and, you know, be a little bit more carefree. Um, and so it's the buzz that I'm looking for, you know, as opposed to the taste of the beer. I like the taste of the beer, but I, I'd like, I have not had a non-alcoholic beer that just like, if you don't want the beer without the buzz, okay, which is also what I've learned. Yeah. I would not want a beer anyway, any day because I hate beer. (laughs) 
But um, so that's that's really a great insight for you to share with me. Thank you because I, I have no concept of that. Um, yeah. You know, when I was at Duke being trained, I was being coached by one of our instructors, Debbie Lee, phenomenal health coach. Um, and she asked me a question about my cueing. And mine was about the anxiety of my children coming home and then going straight for the sweets. Um, and she said to me, when else in your life have you felt that cue and used another habit to satisfy it? So yes. that's my question for you. When else have you felt that cue of, I want to relax, be released from my anxiety, disconnect a little bit. And what have you done to satisfy that? Yeah. And so that's, that's also been the work is like, you know, what, what can I do to do that? And, you know, it's, it's um, like taking walks. Mm. It is, you know, having, um, you know, having a good conversation with my husband, like just kind of reconnecting with him because of the other thing that alcohol does is, you know, fuels disconnection. Mm. Um and, and actually being more open, I think, about what's going on internally with him than I had had before, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's a lot of like, eh, it's just kind of day-to-day nonsense. But when it's just the two of us and there's no alcohol involved and we're sitting there having dinner, you just I just found myself kind of opening up more. Really? Um, which is all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this... And, you know, like I don't, I don't drink a lot anyway. So there's certainly times when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling anxious that I've found other ways to manage it. Obviously breathing, um, is important, but taking walks, you know, distracting. I have podcasts I listen to. I have books on tape that I listen to and kind of disconnecting in that way helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the, that is the beauty of this is that you, you can really look at what your habits are are like that are, that are leading you in a direction that you don't want to go. Yeah. Um, and what's the call payoff payoff conversation, right? You know, with, with every habit, there's a cost and there's a payoff and sometimes it's worth it. And sometimes it's not, you know, it's, it's the, the cost of me getting anxious when my kids come home and the energy level going up to like through the roof, even though it's all exciting energy, right? It's all exciting energy, but they're, you know, go from single woman living to four teenagers, three teenagers in the house living. And yeah. um, there was a cost to eating that whole row of Oreos. You know, my, my self-confidence took a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, my negative self-talk went up. Um, clearly, I didn't feel great, you know, after right. all that stuff. Um, but the payoff was I, I self-soothed. And so what, um, Debbie Lee, when she asked me like, when else have you felt like that? And what else have you done for me? It was a hug, like touch is huge Mm. for me. So I just went ahead and told the children, listen, when I start feeling overstimulated and anxious, uh, I'm going to come to one of you and say, I'd like to have a hug. And it's going to have to be like a 15 second socially uncomfortable right. hug. Okay. I need I'm you to coming for that hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about no pat on my back. I'm talking about like, you got to bring mama in, you know? And so, and actually we tried that and it, it worked out pretty well. So I, I think when you look at your cues, here's a nugget. 
You know, when you when you are looking at your behaviors and you can identify a cue, and a cue is that thing, that feeling, those thoughts, the time of day, um, uh, the weather. You know, if it were rainy yeah. in, in October, I'm sure you wouldn't want to sit out and have a beer, right. right? And so, like, when you really look at all those cues that lead to that action that maybe has too high of a cost that you want to change, go back in your past and look at other times that those cues have existed and what else you did to get that payoff. Because there is a payoff for that habit and there's a cost for that habit. And if you can identify when you've identified that cue, felt it before and dealt with it in a different way, then you can try that. Yeah. So that's another yeah. Right. And even, right. And I mean, even if you haven't done it before, if like this has been your, then you can still. Yes try different things. And, you know, one of the things that James Clear talks about in the book is, is making the kind of negative habit much harder. Yes. Right. Like putting those Oreos, either not buying them or like leaving. That's them crazy, Fran. I want you to stop that talk right now. <laughs> leaving them in the car, like yeah. locked in the car. So you have to go find your keys and then, you know, and then you're like, eh, is it really worth it? Because then you have to think. You know, instead of just grabbing them, you have to actually like think through, I want one. It's such a pain to go get them. Yeah. You know, it, it, it gives you that pause, right? Between stimulus and response. And behavior. It, gives you a, it gives you space between stimulus yes. and response and in that space is power. Period. Yeah. Every yes. single time. Yeah. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, and it, yes. And so... Yeah, there's just, there is so much in this book that I keep kind of, I keep jumping chapters because I've <laughs> newly read it and it's. It, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. I remember when I read that for the first time and I was like, oh, I just solved all of my life's problems yeah. in <laughs> James Clear's Atomic Habits book. And now he has like a workbook and he's got a great yeah. website and you can get on his newsletter. I mean, it's a wealth of resources, right? So, yeah. okay, so I'm going to pop us back to um, the compounding, the compounding idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we mm-hmm. talked about how small and tiny, we needed a moment of silence for small and tiny. Okay, you do not have to eat the Big Mac in one bite. You can make a small, tiny change and that they compound over time. Now, um, one thing that I see with this, and we've touched on it a little bit, is people not identifying the win in that small, tiny habit. Now, I went and worked today with um, a friend of mine who wants to work out, start working out. Okay, she's an avid walker. Walks great, loves her walks and her bike rides. You know, we're at the beach. So walking on the beach and and riding on this nice flat area is is a big thing for us down here. But she's noticing um, no stamina up the stairs, uh, decreasing muscular strength when it comes to like grip, carrying those water bottles, you know. So, and and her posture, she mentioned her posture. Mm -hmm. So there were just all kinds of things we could have done right today. I mean, we could have got her on the machines and done an hour and a half of, you know, buys, tries, quads, hams, you know, done the whole thing. But instead we started with breathing 
and we lay down on the floor and we start with that diaphragmatic breathing, finding muscle groups, asking them to fire, asking them to fire and hold. And my request was notice what your body is telling you and write it down. Because when you do start small, you sometimes don't see it right away. You have to look hard for it. Right. And you might want to get impatient, right? I mean, that's where people get impatient. Yes. And they're like, I'm done. You know, this isn't working. I'm done. You know, I'm carrying carrying the 24 pack of waters up the flight of steps is not going to be easy this afternoon because we worked on her core strength breathing. Correct. Right. She's not, and who, you know, like, right. I mean, if the, if your goal is to build in these small habits that eventually add up, right. Like, so, um, if your goal is to get to the gym, you know, again, if your goal is to get in shape, then, Right. Then you, you can't just like be, okay, I'm going to the gym seven days a week for two hours each day. It's just not going to, it's not sustainable. And even if you did, guess what? At the end of that week, you would not be in shape. It's not going to happen like that. So, you know, if, if, if we, if we start with, we're going to breathe three times a week, that's going to get us to, you know, this is the perfect example. I say this to my children all the time. I'm like, You know, when you're a parent and you're so impressed with your five-year-old because they're going to kindergarten, but they can already read. I mean, they know their alphabet. They can already read. And you think that maybe they should just skip kindergarten and go to first grade. Well, there are a lot of lessons you get in kindergarten that have nothing to do with the reading and the writing your name. It's called, can you walk from the school bus to your classroom? Can you walk in and hang your crap up? Can you put your butt on the seat? Can you listen? Can you interact with other people? Can you be responsible for the little, you know, permission slip that your teacher has handed you? There are just so many other things. So when you look at that first time into the gym, did I actually go? Yes. Well, one, do I have the right clothes? Like, like, have I put, you know, it's like starts with just putting my sneakers out, right? And like putting my work, work clothes out so I see them. And when I am like, Oh yeah, I need to do that. That is on and getting in those workout clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think like then, then that's a cue. I'm in my workout clothes. Okay. Like I need to build on that. And maybe for the first week, it's just getting in your workout clothes and doing five jumping jacks, you know, like, okay. Oh, I love like, that. that is start. So then it's just, then you're just building. I love that. that. I've actually had um, heard some examples of like, no, I got in my car and drove to the gym. I didn't get out. (laughs) It's a win. But it's, it is a win. win. It doesn't, yes, it doesn't feel like it because you haven't lost the 20 pounds Mm -hmm. or gained the muscle that you feel. But it, but I mean, this is what he talks about. It is just those tiny, you are creating a habit. Steps. Yes. And, and I think the, the part that always gets me is that when I say to people, um, okay, well, I, I know that you didn't, you know, lift the 20 reps that you wanted to lift, um, but you went. Yes. They think I'm poo-pooing them. They think I, I'm even like soft and easy and stroking their little egos. No. No, if you do not recognize 
Okay, what was the little number four in his, um, let me go back to page nine, hang on. This is science, people. Number four in his four-step model is reward. Yeah. If your brain does not see that there is a good something happening, it's not going to do it. So then when, you know, in three weeks, you're all, I don't have willpower. I don't have any motivation. I don't have any self-discipline. You're all raking yourselves over the coal because of all that stuff you don't have. What you don't have is the optimism of, but I made it to the gym. Right. Right. You don't, you don't have that, right. Cause you're not recognizing that there, there needs to be a reward and all this, but what you also don't have is a good system, right? So it's not that you are not, uh, you, you don't have the willpower or what, you know, all the negative talk. It's that the system isn't working for you, you know? So you just need to look, revamp the system and maybe the gym is not your, your thing. Maybe, the gym is like not maybe the you just want to, um, do you know the baby starting to walk, finding a friend that you walk with? Um, you know, so so it's the system that's a problem, not necessarily the um, not not you. Yeah. So what I thought was super exciting, um, and I think what you're pointing to here is on page 23. Forget about goals, focus on systems instead. And this was another little uh, underlined spot that I got to right before we went on uh, on air. Um. And, and again, this is why I have a job. Yes. Because yes. it takes a minute to create systems. It takes some creativity. It takes some, a lot of times, partnership. Because yeah. one plus one in this area does equal four. You yes. Know? So there's a lot of trial and error, right? And so part of what we are doing is troubleshooting. And, instead, you know, people get very discouraged when what they're trying isn't working. And then they think the whole thing isn't working as opposed to one piece of their system that needs to be tweaked. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. Like when I eat healthy foods, I have diarrhea. Well, <laughs> maybe it was just one of those healthy foods. Right. You don't have to go back to like a Big Mac and fries. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You need to figure out what that one thing is. Um, and right, not, not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but yeah. And also on page 23, he says, goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that lead to those results. And so like that's that, yeah, you can have these, these great goals, but unless you have the correct systems in place, um, you're not going to get there. And so when I was reading this, I was actually thinking about the, um, the business weekend, business weekend we had together and, and we created goals for the year, you know, which for me feels, I mean, I have these, like, you know, I would love to get to the goals that we created, but I need a system in place to do that. Yes. Right. And so it's not just going to happen, but just because I created the goal doesn't mean it's going to happen. No. And it, it, so yes, that, that may be the goal and that's the direction I want to go in, but there, it is an everyday work. Yeah. It's funny because it's like you go from the pixie dust of creating possibility and what you really want in your life and being completely unstoppable into like the very things of like, what are the tiny habits that I need to maintain um, or create for myself that gets me into the pixie dust region? Yes. You know, it's like reach for the stars yeah. But also, like, you can't sit back and think pixie dust is going to make you get there. Right. Right. And yeah. you also have to 
believe in what you're doing, right? You have to believe that even if, you know, all of my meetings and all of my phone calls and all of my coffees with people don't get, have the client, haven't created yet the client base that I want, it's not a reason to stop. No. Right. You have to believe that this is going to lead me to where I want to go. And have some quantitative markers, right? You know, the, the person I was working with this morning um, had a few concerns about like, I want to have enough, uh, you know, I don't want to get huffy and puffy walking up the steps. I want to have enough grip strength to open the mayonnaise jar. I, you know, some very specific things. Well, if we can't at some point measure that, you know, so when we, when you go in and you create your pixie dust of what I really want in my life and like, I want to make a million dollars a year. Okay, great. You're currently making 10000 <laughs> right? So it, it's wonderful if you want to make a million dollars a year. Fantastic. That sounds wonderful. So then if you just say, well, I just know, I just know if I go on Facebook and make entertaining, you know, lives every day, that I'm going to get picked up and be monetized and blah, blah, blah. Well, baby doll, if you've done that for two years and you're still at 10,000, then you might need to reevaluate. And right. so it's always important that you set that goal, you put that system in place, and then you have a quantitative spot where consistently you're looking. And that's where I think you can't discount your compounding growth because what that looks like is, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I'm making 10000 You might need to make those lives on Facebook for five years. Right. And it may look like nothing for five years. But five years in one month, you yes. might be at $125,000. Right. So what it's, he, he has a name for that. It's uh, yeah, like it's breaking through the plateau or... Um, um, hang on, I saw it right here. Okay, it's Valley of Disappointment. How perfect is that? Right. Okay, on page 22, there is the plateau of latent potential. Yes. I absolutely and break through that. that. Yes. Yes. Because, and he's got a line. He says, what you think should happen. And it's this straight upward trajectory at like a 30% angle. And right. then he's got another line that's curved and it's got a sag in the bottom and then it shoots up fast. And he says, this is what actually happens. And it's in this little valley, that little first little bit of time that it's so hard to be consistent. And that is where I find that if you do not develop your eye for picking up every positive reward mm -hmm. of those actions that seemingly are not producing results yet, you will stop in that yeah. valley of disappointment, you will give up right there. Yeah. Yeah. You'll conclude that it's not working and you can't do it and it's not yeah. meant to be for you. And yeah. I mean, because the other, the other thing is we are wired to do what's easiest for us. Yeah. Right. And so if you get to the point where you're like, Oh well, God, this is so, so much work and it's clearly not getting me where I want to go. Then, you know, you go back to scrolling on Facebook and yeah. like, you know, looking and for a new thing, looking for a different, this diet didn't work. Yes. I've done it for two days. I'm yes. going to try something else. Yeah. 
And oh my gosh, these, all these people are losing weight by doing this one thing. I, that's what I need yeah. to do. And it'll be easy. All I have to do is take this pill. Or all I have Here's to do- like a bazillion examples that I've lived through and coached people through. Like you've had chronic back pain for 10 years. You go to one massage. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you did, it didn't, it didn't fix one it. day. Didn't fix it. So that doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm not going to go back there again because that massage therapist didn't know what she was doing. Well, you know what, boo-boo? You had a chronic issue for 10 years. It's not going to be solved in 60 minutes. Right. So, and I, and I have to say that to myself. You know, I, I, <laughs> I was just looking at myself this weekend and I was like, wow, I want to be perfect all the time. Mm. You, know, you know, I recently picked up salsa dancing lessons when I moved down here. Shout out Wilmington Latin dance. Did I not tell you that? You did tell me that. Oh yeah. I love, I love it. So of course, true to form, I am like always on the front row, like right behind the instructor because you know, I'm gunning Mm -hmm. and I'm watching her and uh, her name is Summer and her, the way her arms move is so beautiful. It's like watching art living there in front of you. And so I'm behind her. And I'm trying to make my arms do what her arms do. And it was like the weirdest robot arms you've ever seen in your life. I started cracking up. It was my third class. Okay. And I'm trying to look like this person who has done it for, I don't know how many decades. Yes. And that's a perfect example because that's when a lot of people are like, uh, I, like, I can't, clearly I can't do this. I'm not meant for salsa dancing. Yeah. And then I will say like, there was a twinge there before I started laughing hysterically at myself, there was a twinge of, I mean, why don't I, you know, it was a little mm -hmm. twinge of negativity there. Yes. And so, right. And, but then, but then, (laughs) you know, some of the things you can think is like, but I'm here and I'm moving my body in a different way mm-hmm. and I'm meeting new people and I'm having fun. I'm showing and I enjoy up, yeah. this music. Um, you know, so so then you can also open your expectations, you know, mm-hmm. and, and say, okay, well, you know, I will probably never work at this hard enough to get as good as the instructor. It's just probably probably is not going to happen. But what else am I getting from this? Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Uh, just the fact that I could focus on my arm movement meant my feet were knowing what to do. Ah. Yeah. Well, so I'm if me, I would have stopped moving and then just <laughs> my feet would have been like, wait a minute. You forgot about us down here. Yeah. Yeah. So like there are so many things that I can pick out mm-hmm. as positives. And if I do that, that valley of disappointment doesn't feel quite so heavy. Right. And I don't lose my motivation and I don't, you know, it's like in that, uh, the dumb and dumber movie where Jim Carrey says to her, like, you know, something, is there a chance? And she was like, it's like one in a million. And he's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you really do have to believe that those actions you're taking are going to lead you through. And you also need to be reasonable about setting your quantitative goals yes. <laughs> so that you don't keep doing the same exact thing over and over and over again. And it not be something that's going to bring that result. Right. Right. And, right. And the but, other, another thing you can do is set different goals each time, right? Like, okay, 
next time I go to the sales, I'm, I'm going to meet a new person. Oh. Like has nothing to do with the dance or next time I go, um, I'm going to really focus on, you know, how I like my, my right shoulder looks weird. I'm going to really focus on that. That's going to be my goal. Uh, you know, so which, so then you have wins along the way. Oh, I love that. Yes. I, you know what I have found is what's been super handy and quick and easy. So here's a nugget. Um, I'll have clients who are like, I want to lose 25 pounds. Okay, great. But they've had smaller in between, almost like events. Like, yeah, but I got a beach vacation coming up in two mm-hmm. weeks. So mm-hmm. if I could just take off three pounds between now and that v- beach vacation and then hold it that week, you know, and, and yeah, that's the whole reason I compete at CrossFit. You know, every year CrossFit does the open and right. they encourage everybody to do the open. And I've got a lot of athletes who will say, like, I just started like six months ago. I am not the beast that they see at the CrossFit Games. That's not the point. The point is you up your game just a little bit. You increase your standards just a little bit. You push a little bit harder so that you have a new goal to look at. Right. You know, like my goal is to make it through this workout. I don't care if it right. takes eight hours. My goal is to be able to do this movement that I've not tried before, not even tried before. Right. So, yeah, those little, those little places where you can sort of measure, you know, and get the win. Because if you're right. not having, if you're not having wins... And if you're not recognizing yourself for your wins, you're also not going to have any motivation. Right. No. And I think the, the um, one of the, the things that can really discourage us, and this is an entire another podcast, is comparison. Oh, word right. out. Yeah, right. So we look at the people on Facebook. We look at all the Instagram posts. We look at the people next to us at the gym. We look we at think- ourselves 20 years ago. We look at, right. We look at ourselves before the back injury. We look at ourselves before the kids came. Yes. You know, it's, it's bull stinky poop poop. And I, I have lived it. It was so hard for me to go back in that CrossFit gym, not lifting anything up and dealing with my back. Mm. Uh, Side note, I'm so glad that that's healed up, took forever, but I'm glad it's done. Um, And, and I've dealt with that with clients. I think that is almost harder than the, I'm looking at, I'm then I've just started, I'm 45 and I'm trying to compete with that 23 year old right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost harder. Uh, well, I don't know who, who cares. It doesn't matter if it's harder or not. Both are hard when right. you're also thinking about, but when I was 23, I could have done that. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter because you're not 23 anymore, poo-poo. No. And, but, right. And, and if you're thinking like that, that is then bringing up all sorts of things. You know, all They're not good enough. All, existential, all, that. all yeah. those existential crises that we eventually hit. But, um, yeah. So there is so, so much to talk about in this book, Amy. We just – it was a tip right. of the iceberg. It really is the tip. So let me see. How many pages does this sucker have in it? Those are the notes. Acknowledgements in, okay, let me get to the, because I'm not going to read. Okay, well, he has how to apply these ideas to parenting, how to apply these ideas to business. So the last numbered page is 264. And we just went skimmingly through 23. Yeah. And there's so much, like there's so much in there. And so if anybody is, uh, this is a great book for everybody. 
Their chapters are short. They've, they've got summaries at the end of the chapter. I mean, he makes it super, super simple. Do you know that this resource was the very first resource I put on the very first newsletter I ever did? Oh, yeah? Oh, gosh. Yes. It's, it's a kind of book that just you just need to revisit all the time. Yeah. And I find, too, that just like the lyrics to a song mean something different when you yes. hear it in different seasons you know, uh, that's what this book has been to me, sort of a resource. I mean, I really think you could go back and just like read a month, read a chapter in January, make some stuff up, read a chapter in February, make some yep. stuff up. You know, it's such a good, good uh, life-giving resource. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And so it will all be in the, um, in the notes um, for the podcast. So everybody can see the link to that and um, get the book. He also, it's also on, um, he reads it so you can listen mm-hmm. to it. Um, and there's workbook. There's all sorts of things. So that will all be listed. So friend, what are you taking away from this conversation today? Cause this has been all over the place. Yeah. Well, it has been all over the place, but it's also been, I, you know, I, I feel like the, the main piece that we are trying to get across is that change is re- really hard to make you know significant changes is hard and you don't see what the the value of the changes until years ago. So so what we know is that we if we don't change anything we're going to be the same place we are a year from now. Mm. Right? But if you make one small change, you are going to be in a different place a year from now than you are today. Yeah. And so that's the to me that's the power of this. Like you know, when you feel, when I feel stuck, I mean, there have been plenty of times in my life where I've just felt stuck. Mm. Um, and it is just reaching out to one person who gives me one good idea that I implement and then, th- and then things start to change. Right. Um, because I'm doing something different. Yeah. And until we can do something different personally, we're not going to get a different result. That's the truth. I, I think what I'm taking is, um, it's like going to Broadway and watching the play, but not understanding all the things going on behind mm. the stage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, when people get into self, when I get into self beat up mode, why can't I just eat vegetables on the daily? Um, it's like I forget all the workings behind the scene that James Clear lays out so beautifully in Atomic Habits. Um, and uh, I just want the production. Right, right. <laughs> Without recognizing uh, that there's the, a whole, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole the world back there. Work and people working to get all the systems that went into place. All in the, the systems, background. yeah. Yeah, has nothing to do with how smart I am or how driven I am or how whatever I am and everything to do with what systems I'm putting in place. And the choices you're making every day. Yeah. Yep. All right, everyone. If you um, have liked this, enjoyed it, then give us a like, share it, leave a comment or a question. Um, We are always happy to engage with you. and we've really enjoyed this. I, I, I would imagine we will revisit this topic <laughs> once or twice in our future. Yeah, me too. It's been fun. It, I'm lit up. I'm, I'm ready to go create. Just, just conquer the world today. I've made my bed. All bets there are off. There you go. There you go. It's <laughs> a great start. All right. Good to see you, Amy. Yep. Take care, Franny. Bye.